0: Good evening, everyone. My name is Gyan Bhambani, and I'm the host of the Entrepreneurship Insights podcast. Tonight, I want to welcome Arvind Agarwal to the show. He is what we can call today a technopreneur and has reached success by founding multiple software-based firms. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today, Arvind. Thank you. Thank you, Gyan. Yeah. So, uh, just to start start this all off can you give us some background how did you discover entrepreneurship and when did you decide that you want to you wanted to really explore this further so um
1: i actually never thought, thought of anything else in reality um i started um, computers like were, were pretty new uh, when i was young uh, i think when i was about 15 years old uh, uh, or, or, rather, like 14 years old, I got access to my first computer, and uh, then I got hooked into that and, and started learning about it. Uh, then um, I started actually um, uh, helping uh, one of my relatives to create uh, their accounting uh, 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 software, just created for them, and and that got me hooked into that. I can actually create that accounting software. At that time, I didn't knew anything about accounting, but that experience helped me. And then I thought of pack, making it packaged and, and then just went into it. Um, so it, it just kind of just happened uh, with, uh, with the flow. And as such, my family background has been all about entrepreneurship. Uh, everybody's been entrepreneur, so that also uh, uh, helped So I was never thinking of a job at all. Uh, So that's how I I kind of went into it.
0: Well, that's that's really interesting to hear, you know, because um, uh, from the past entrepreneurs we've had on the show, I've heard uh, quite a few different experiences and one of them actually like it was it it was in the family and most of the times in the family, like uh, the children uh, in, in this case, your generation is like more likely to pick it up. Right And for you, it was just discovering computers at a young age and building something for a relative. Right? yeah so what do you enjoy more or what did you enjoy most about your experiences as an entrepreneur and just that sort of lifestyle?
1: So uh, what I really enjoy about entrepreneurship is is all the freedom you get with, right I mean so you, uh, I, I think the way you can describe it is um, if you are kind of doing your regular job, it, it's like you're driving in a uh, like traffic with traffic and with traffic lights all over the place, and you are stopping every time. You're following the you know set patterns. Maybe there is an ATM, uh, but uh, you know the amount of money you can withdraw from them is limited. Uh, and, and think about entrepreneurship like a highway. Right. You're just going a highway, there are no rules, you are going with your own rules and you know uh, sometimes you are getting treasure and uh, sometimes you're getting nothing. That is also part of the entrepreneurship experience. But uh, I think at end of the day, the freedom that you get, that is the, I think the biggest enjoyment and being able to uh, do what you feel is right. Right, uh, you know what what you feel is right is the key word there. Not not somebody else, uh, you know, taking call for you or not following somebody else's direction. You are your own boss. I think that's the biggest enjoyment for me of entrepreneurship. And 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 over a period of time, I mean. I've touched many other lives, I mean, when I am successful as an entrepreneur, you're touching so many more lives and, and making them successful, That is also a different uh, feeling and
0: experience. Yeah, absolutely. I love that uh, traffic light and highway analogy. I've never heard of it, and I've never actually thought of it that way, right? But, and, and like you said, there's always another edge to that sword, right? Like, there's always that freedom, yeah. but um sometimes you just you, you get nothing or you get everything right it's, it's that everything. yeah exactly yeah yeah so uh by by your short uh, narrative i'm i'm guessing that there may have been some obstacles that uh you had faced and how did you really deal with those obstacles and keep your goals in mind
1: so um I think obstacle is part of it i mean it's part of life whether you become an entrepreneur or you do a job you will have obstacles so i think uh, it's nothing unique to entrepreneurship only difference in entrepreneurship is you know when you're an entrepreneur you're against the wall like you, you can't go and blame somebody else and say you do something for me you have to do something at that point of time and um, i think uh, uh, so those kind of uh, uh, you know you, you have to basically uh, learn to deal with those obstacles, not get bogged down with them, um, because it's very easy to give up on those moments where you know that you 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 don't have any other option or like you have to make tough choices or tough calls. Um, but I think what has always helped me is just um, uh, self belief and thinking that uh, if i can logically think of some uh, solution for for the problem or the obstacle i'm facing i think it will all work out at the end i think that self-belief is is the most uh, important virtue there according to me
0: yeah sometimes that self-motivation really helps uh, helps people right because Sometimes your friends or your uh, your coworkers or your employees aren't going to be there to take the blame. And it's just all up to you to decide how you want to deal with it. Exactly. Yeah. So knowing what you do now, uh, would you do anything differently? Um, I know this is a little bit too early, but you, you started your first venture at, I think in, in 11th grade. And so yeah. it's, it, it makes it unnecessary to ask a question, but would you start, would you start this journey even earlier? Uh,
1: in reality, uh, I started my journey a little earlier than that. I mean, my successful first successful venture was uh, in in that time frame. But uh, I think start as early as possible in, in entrepreneurship uh, because uh, uh, it's it's all about entrepreneurship. Key thing about entrepreneurship is is not really skills or anything because i think people who do job also have skills and they probably might be more qualified than me and and maybe more smarter than me but uh, key thing in entrepreneurship is ability to take risk right if you can take risk uh, is is what really defines you differently from others and uh, when you are young you have uh, uh, the most amount of ability to take risk because at least not others are not dependent upon you you are at least you're on your own that's about it right then you are probably not uh, uh, spoiled by the life uh, if you have like been successful uh, and and uh, I, I I think so um, ability to take risk is is uh, the risk is minimal as early as you start so I would say start as as early as possible whenever the Entrepreneurship bugs bites you, just
0: get into it. Yeah, thank you for that ad, um, for that advice. You know, like I, I guess, but you could really think of it like it's not too late to start either, right? Like even if you're uh, 30 or yeah, 35, yeah. right? Like you, it's still no, only you know, than starting it for you.
1: Yeah, entrepreneurship is not about age. Only thing I'm, I'm saying is the factor, the risk quotient is lesser when you are younger. As you kind of grow older, you have responsibilities, you have family, and then and, and your risk is higher. Uh, because, um, as I said, entrepreneurship, when you are in that highway, you may not get anything or you may get treasure, right? So there are days when you don't have anything, and then you have to still survive, and uh, then you are actually, uh, you know, making it hard, not just for you, but for your family and, and everybody else, right? I mean, everybody else has to be committed with that. So it just becomes uh, more riskier, that's about it. I think it's, uh, and nothing else. So if you have uh, enough buffer uh, or, or things like that, then I think uh, go for it. There's no age limit there. I've known people who started uh, becoming entrepreneur after 50 years and, and you know, they've still been successful. So there's no age bar. And, and I've been entrepreneur as early as I've been. And... and uh, you know, similarly, my brothers have been entrepreneurs, and and I think all of them have started early, and and they've been successful. So I think there's absolutely no age bar; it's just about risk.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree. Right? It's just that uh, when you're younger, you 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 have different responsibilities, and just the way you're able to deal with that risk, that responsibility, I guess, sort of defines how you how, sort of defines your success as an entrepreneur. Um, And so now now let's get into uh, your ventures, right? So your first venture we discussed, uh, you started when you were only in 11th grade. It was an accounting software that you packaged and it actually competed with the number one in India at that time. And so just tell us a little bit more about it. You know, like what what jobs did it entail? How did you really discover your passions for entrepreneurship or your your side passions with that first venture. Yeah.
1: So as I said, uh, um, I mean, I had absolutely zero knowledge of accounting at that age, um, uh, and and uh, I think just uh, I happened to create or help uh, uh, my relative to computerize his accounts, and that's how I kind of gained knowledge, and and then uh, it kind of gave me belief that yeah, I could actually. Uh, do it in a better way and and I had absolutely no idea of what competition was there out there at that point of time it was like very nascent uh, uh, stages I, I'm talking about like uh, early 90s uh, in that that time frame like um, even there was no GUI uh, based environment and by then right we used to work on the text uh, DOS uh, based environments and Uh, uh, So at that point of time, uh, uh, you know, kind of like that initial success, um, um, you know, really kind of gave me a lot of confidence and I generally enjoyed coding. Uh, I was the first one to get introduced to computers in my family that nobody else had any clues. Obviously, it was very early days. So I used to uh, buy books off the street. Uh, in India, at that point of time, even uh, getting books was difficult. Forget about internet; there was no internet. So today, uh, you guys are fortunate to have so much of knowledge available online. You know, anything you want, you get it. Uh, but I had to, uh, at that point of time, uh, get knowledge out of books. And in India, um, even this latest computer books were uh, not available, and, and if they were available, they were super expensive. So surprisingly, India. I used to find books um, um, with street vendors. So somehow, like the imported (laughs) books used to land up uh, with the street vendors, and I used to pick up those books and and uh, read from them. That just kind of made me really super interested in programming. And every time, like I coded, um, I could you know it kind of feels like you, you have superpowers. you put something and you're telling somebody else to do <laughs> computer to do something and it does it it does it exactly what you're telling you to do um, so that all like really created a lot of interest in me and, and then i uh, kind of thought of uh, uh, just creating this uh, uh, as a package service uh, this first accounting software and um, i actually sold it to a lot of chartered accountants too uh, uh, so i had about 400 odd customers for for that at that age um, and and so yeah i think that's how i i kind of uh, uh got into it and and really got into not just uh, building software but building a software product that time where there were very few companies who were building uh, software products too. So it was a really interesting
0: experience. Wow, thank you. Um, I, I, I feel like, like, especially in the 90s, like we were look or people were looking for more of an automated uh, type of, I guess, living. And so like the, the way you found account, like you didn't even know accounting, but then you found these coding books and then you just sort of developed that into something more concrete. And I feel like it's not the, the the process of creating just any software isn't the thing about it isn't the takeaway. I guess it's creating a software that's actually needed, right? The reason you achieve so much success is because that hey these these accountants really needed that uh, that uh, upper hand. Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 No, absolutely. I think uh, 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 you know that that was really. Uh, 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 you know the key. Uh, you can't create anything and and expect people to buy it if they don't need it. So I think that's like the basic uh, basics of any you Start something where people need uh, things, with, not not just uh, start making arbitrarily something. Obviously, sometimes you have to sleep go with your guts, uh, uh, and there's nothing wrong with that. But you know,
0: obviously, it has to still solve a problem. Yeah, I definitely agree and I and I kinda hope that go back to that same analogy, you where know, uh, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. Like, you have may have something you just need somebody to see. Like yeah. So uh, um, what were your obstacles like
1: Doing this all alone. Uh, I have a colleague with me was helping out a bit, but both of them, us were like uh, uh, techies and uh, uh, we had no idea of how to run a business, uh, how to price a product, uh, how to reach out to customers, how to provide support. So I could only build the software, I didn't know anything else. So I think getting uh, into for me uh, and and, and uh, uh, that's where I, I would say my biggest challenges were. Uh, but I guess what sailed me through was just like, I can just figure it out you just have to apply some basic logic and just go and get there Unless, like you are a bit of doubts when you're studying this early that are you doing it in the right way or and, and without any at that point of time, uh, to validate your thought process, and, and uh, you know, I think knowledge sharing also was very limited at that point of time. It was limited to like uh, people had the knowledge, but right? uh, they, they, I mean, sharing was probably not as uh, as uh, big as what it is today. So uh, I think those were really the challenges and self belief
0: shaped me through some of. It. the logic and trial error you can get through it and so uh, you, you mentioned that you should it to over 400 uh, so how did you do that did you just go and walk and knock on everyone's doing like hey we you need this or like how did yeah. you that? so in, in fact there was a share of that too um, uh,
1: so i in fact uh, uh, hired a mm-hmm. couple of sales people uh, And then tell them this is the software and, and mm-hmm. we buy it and then we participated in um, uh, some events. Um, there was an event where a um, lot of chartered accountants were going to be there. That's where I got like my biggest customer base from chartered accountants back then, because, um, when, when they saw the package, I mean they were blown away and we are you
0: know,
1: you know, kind of really became successful at that point.
0: Uh, okay. so, so, so for your case you decided to hire so like, like you said earlier like when I guess when the whole world gets away you have to somehow figure it out so yeah. what life lessons did you learn like, e- even though this was relatively earlier, but what life lessons did you learn and carry on to your next adventures like how did, that, how did your first experience come so I think uh, from life lesson perspective,
1: probably my lessons came from, from this venture. Probably, uh,
0: probably I, I realized
1: those uh, mistakes I made after maybe a ten years. When you reflect on things where you went wrong, and uh, maybe immediately, obviously what I gained out of it was a lot of experience. Uh, and uh, but uh, I actually. So like uh, sell this particular first venture. Um, uh, beyond a point I actually got really frustrated with it because uh, I was having many customers, my pricing for the product was not right and um, then I got like burned out because I was uh, building software, I was it, I was selling it, I was marketing it, I was, I, I was doing everything and, and that really burned me out at that age. So I got so fed up, I actually handed it over to one of my employees and said I just want to get out of it at one point of time. And then, when I kind of uh, uh, look at it uh, again after 10 years, I think I would have been doing that package till now or would have taken me places I and mean, I could have still be running that same company. Um, and, 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 you know, probably three, four years ago, uh, one of my customers said, was using a package and he said, uh, I somehow found you out on the internet and uh, are you still making that package? Because he said, I use your package and I've used so many other packages, but I never liked it. I want to go back to your package if you have something. So that kind of makes you feel that you're know, I had created was was so good, um, and and I kind of just got frustrated and left it. In between, uh, if I would have taken it through um, and and probably um, you know applied uh, some more business knowledge to it, I think I would have uh, really made this uh, very big success. But. Uh, I kind of lost uh, that opportunity, so I think that is what I would say was the biggest learning that uh, don't give up too soon, uh, and, you know, there will be those days where you'll not find anything, but just sail through it, you'll, you'll, you will know, there will be treasure waiting somewhere, you just need to look for it.
0: Yeah, I, I guess, I guess for, in the case of your experience, you just like it, it was i guess it, it went from very slow to very fast you had to deal with all you had to put on all the caps of the, being an entrepreneur right marketing actually developing it right sales like everything right and yeah. so at that time i can understand it may have been too overwhelming right but in the hindsight like when you look at it like especially that call I feel like that's the call that really made you reflect, or you may have done some, that's the call that really made you say, hey, I've made an impact on the world. And I feel like that's, that's the type of, I guess, motivation that entrepreneurs are looking for, right? The fact mm-hmm. that whatever they put out there is actually helping people. And
1: yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: But, but actually the problem is, one, one, one
1: realize as an entrepreneur or as a, you know, But even in a company, when you are at a senior level, typically customers will only come to you to complain. Right? When things are going well, they, they don't come and tell you that things are going well. And uh, if you kind of just look at uh, these complaints, you might think that, oh, what are you doing? Is, is anything working? Everybody is talking about complaints and you know, things are not working. So like give you look at rest of the markets that you know that is through and, and a lot of bread, and people don't see anything. They actually mean a lot of things too. And even people who complain are people who actually love you because know, uh, you know that they are invested in your product. and They uh, like working on your product. So, so that is is very very important. That uh, even if you get paid, don't think. Don't take that into account. There are still people who love you, but people who hate you also at least find out that they're trying to help and complain to you so that means you did something right or wrong, but you hit the right like, uh, pain point for them and you are not able to solve it. So go out there and, and probably make it better and, and do it again.
0: Yeah, I guess, um, I, I, I guess it's all about like the attention that that, that you got right in a way yeah and so you started your own e-commerce venture called Net Galactic. and so just would you mind telling us about uh, telling us about your experiences like what was it like entering a new field and how did you adapt um
1: so um I think uh, for this particular venture, I—I I, um, I mean, that's a long story. But i, I kind of partnered with uh, um, um, one more person or rather two more people who were already playing in the e-commerce space, or rather they were actually doing static website at that point of time. And at that time, static website also a big thing. Uh, there was no internet, and, and internet had just started. Um, and and then. Uh, the e-commerce uh, started picking up uh, and so a lot of uh, us companies were looking at outsourcing partners to uh, build those uh, high traffic e-commerce sites so somehow we got involved in, in that and so we were backing a lot of high traffic uh, e-commerce sites in us with um, x1.5 so it, it gradually happened, and, and I think um, uh, to get in domain, I didn't have to specifically do much because this time I partnered with people who were already doing that, but what they were lacking was the technical skills to build, say, e-commerce site, which I had uh, enough and more knowledge on like, how to create uh, some of those things based on my background. And uh, uh, so real challenge there was to create those high traffic sites, and, and, uh, so that was fairly okay for me, because that was my passion anyway, technology. And uh, um, so the, I, I didn't face, I think, any specific challenges uh, per se, except uh, at one point of time there was a dot-com bust, uh, which happened in the year 2000 or so. and. Um, you know, overnight, like all businesses, e-commerce businesses were wiped out. So we were also affected. Uh, but apart from that, I think it was actually going pretty well.
0: Yeah, this um, this sort of reminds me of uh, Shopify. And correct uh, me if I'm wrong here. So, like, you you sort of developed something relating to shop not yeah, yeah other... it was not a product person. se I, I say shopify is
1: a product uh, like it, it's a product for people to put your e-commerce uh, on on or uh, it's a pl- e-commerce platform person what we did was we built custom e-commerce platforms for people right so if uh, like there was a customer vitamin shop obviously to so our, our customers customer but um, uh, so we would kind of enable the, the real back-end uh, uh, infrastructure for e-commerce for them in a way. So that, that was uh, what it was.
0: Yeah, so they'd be able to actually purchase whatever they wanted from that. Yes. Uh, so so what, what steps would you recommend keen entrepreneurs to take in order to dive into e-commerce since this is kind of like the future of entrepreneurship?
1: Uh, I I won't say just e-commerce is future of entrepreneurship, I think future of entrepreneurship is always evolving and and e-commerce is now such a big uh, word uh, and and probably I'm not really equipped to answer that specific question because um, as you know my knowledge uh, is like uh, very dated, uh, decades old knowledge which probably has no value in today's e-commerce uh, space so uh, I wouldn't suggest anybody go by my recommendations on e-commerce today because uh, I will be bad at that uh, at this time because markets have completely completely changed.
0: Alright that's completely fine but um, you later started uh, Zapty a company that develops software types. No I, I started a uh, Skelta, before oh, yeah. Uh, okay. after uh, then, yeah. yeah, so we, we can go back. You developed yeah. a company Skelta in the VPM and workflow automation space. Uh, would you mind going into your detail, What problem did it solve in the world? Like, what problem did you see affecting uh, the
1: So, so uh, with my background in um, accounting and um, ERP kind of software and doing this e-commerce backend. so um, what we saw and especially like with the uh, e-commerce where I was doing custom e-commerce solutions and, and things like that, and, and even for my company software I used to customize it a lot uh, a lot of time so what I see was what differed for people was uh, their workflow right like how they work their work patterns those are the ones uh, which kind of differed so um, at that point of time I thought of um, how can I use that knowledge and, and uh, productize it? Right? So that's where Skelta was. Uh, ideas of Skelta born, was born. And that a lot of people started getting into products uh, of their own. So my idea was, uh, everybody would need uh, something like this, uh, where they want to add workflow capabilities to their software. So that for a time, I started thinking of, uh, can I make it embeddable in any product? and in
0: fact
1: uh, we were the first one in the world to come out with a, a competitive workflow engine and, and uh, a workflow designer in a you know, product so others can just take that product and embed it in their product and, and extend their product and make it like uh, fully customizable from workflow. so that was something unique and uh, and that's how i mean that's how i conceptualized uh, the idea, but I, I at that point of time, you know purely just went by my past experience and cut and then and said I should just kind of implement something and try it out. And and luckily that worked.
0: Yeah, so you started off by identifying that okay, hey, like hey, how can I universalize this uh, this workflow, workflow optimization? And so you look for capabilities that. You with right because people are gonna sell their own products and so a way for them to just connect to the back end more mm-hmm. easy like, more easily is the is where skeleton Yeah so yeah, it's, it's not just backend it's, it's just like
1: completely customization of workflow. And, and in fact it had a lot of uh, user interface uh or the front end tools so that people could um, build their workflow on their own. The end users could build their workflows on their own.
0: Oh, wow. So like Bubble, right? Where you can build your web app. Kind of. Yes, kind of. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. So, so after Skelta, you started Zafi and which is a company like, uh, which is coming to develop software like Discord now or Slack. So how did you really, hold, like, hone your passions for computer programming? So, uh, I think my
1: passion for computer programming per se. I think since I've been always involved on in the technology and product side, I think that the, that is like a given. Uh, what to what build next uh, and uh, the thought process uh, there was that can we actually democratize the workflow space where we make it even more easier for people to create this workflow and how can we make it uh, uh, smart and, and engaging so that uh, as, as you are doing things like make it more like and more. Um, your ad hoc practices should then convert, get converted to automated workflows. Um, and, and so, to like really capture that ad hoc workflows, we thought we need something conversational. And that's where the idea of um, uh, um, SAP team came along. Uh, there was no slack uh, when we started jumping uh, I mean, so, uh, so I don't want to say it, it was like slack that one time. Mean, now I can say it was like slack. Uh, and then uh, um, uh, on top of that conversational we added uh, a big uh, paradigm of uh, uh, managing your work on top of that. So work was like an uh, integral part of your conversations that came I, in Exactly. And our uh, vision was that, can uh, learn from the conversations and then automate uh, the recurring process the recurring patterns. Uh, so that's how we conceptualized exactly. Uh, and, um, and yeah, I think so that, that's how we brought
0: it to that's, that's really interesting um, because just... And I uh, there are some differences, but like I guess, um, just this whole process of continuously just building on this passion is really important. And so I want to ask you, um, how have you built your network over the years? Has your network helped you start? Uh, has you had your had start other uh, start your previous ventures? And so, like, have have they had, uh, have they had a part in your life? Um,
1: I, I would say I'm, I'm a very uh, really bad example of like, working in space business. I'm, I'm generally not a person, and, and whatever I'm saying is a reflect on what you should be doing from a like, networking perspective. Uh, so, um, I, 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 I kind like, of, um, uh, like generally in my social life I have few friends also, uh, and uh, and even the same goes with my business uh, but I do know a few people who I've partnered with um, in my past ventures and uh, definitely I continue to um, work with them if I do ventures because once you have some chemistry working with a set of people and uh, you know they can give you your own space of working then, then it makes it uh, better to start uh, newer ventures with them rather than completely going on your own um uh generally but uh, obviously setting up uh, networking and and probably even in my days uh, uh, the amount of uh, network networking opportunities were like not as much as what it is today um, and um, but generally i would say don't um, go by uh, Learning about networking from me, I'm a really bad example for that.
0: That's completely fine. Um, as we conclude our interview, I want to ask you, like, what, what, what's your advice for teens thinking of entering the tech startup field? Just people who have a, a passion for computer programming and development and want to take it to another another level. So, first of all, I won't say startup is a field or anything.
1: Uh, as I was saying, startup is just a different journey, uh, uh, right? So the field is, is, is what problem you're solving, and it, it all will be determined based on that. And um, I, I would say startup um, has nothing to do with coding or programming. You may not know a uh, single line of coding, or you may know zero about programming a startup and there are great sales people, great designers, uh, you know, uh, great marketers uh, who, who start startups, so don't think that if you know coding that is the uh, bare minimum uh, qualification you need to uh, get into startup, in fact, uh, what I would say is, uh, um, I think start looking for uh, opportunities for getting into or creating your own startup and uh, um, and especially if you are in your team just go out there and try you don't have to be perfect um i think that is very very important because i see all the time people thinking they don't know enough and they're not perfect Um, uh, and they don't want to start something they've done many many things um, but my, my one uh, advice to, to them is, uh, you know, you don't have to be perfect to be uh, The process will make you perfect. And so, so you don't have to be perfect. Number. So just go with that thought. Just go and execute things. And, and the failures is what will actually teach you the real life lessons and real entrepreneurship lessons because even if you get textbook knowledge of some of those uh, failures you will not appreciate till the time you have actually it's like swimming right till the time you are in the water you're never going to appreciate what it means to swim so it's the same thing with entrepreneurship you just have to jump into it and and, uh, get out there and as i said in the beginning it's all about uh, how much risk you have to take Um, you know younger you are um, lesser risk you're taking so uh, I would say just um, go ahead and dive in, and, and you will start swimming.
0: Yeah, definitely. I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, just like your success as an entrepreneur depends on how much risk you're or, or how much risk you're willing to take, right? And so. So just, so just being able to cope with that, being able to look for more opportunities is really important, especially in entrepreneurship. So what advice do you have for students about using their time, relationships and opportunities to really take advantage of their passions? Uh, so in terms of time
1: or uh, relationships and- Opportunities, I I, I think uh, um, if, if, uh, kind of I, I think about uh, this specific question uh, in in terms of uh, relationships. I think, especially if you are talking about specifically teens, uh, you know, at that age, um, you, you you should be. Able to leverage uh, 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 a lot of your relationships for doing like simple learnings and uh, uh, and uncover uh, uh, you know opportunities out of that. Uh, uh, so my my real advice there would be that uh, don't be shy in in leveraging those relationships uh, and, uh, uh, and and and. Uh, and then look for uh, problems. And when you see problems, opportunities will will come. Um, you know, they will be somewhere around there. If there is no problem, there will not be any opportunity. So, so if it is all going too smooth, uh, that is the most toughest thing to get into, because it's already going too smooth. Um, so, yeah, I would say that that's that's what. Just look for those problems and. and and, and don't be shy, leveraging relationship and and try to, um, you know, balance your time. Obviously, that age, uh, studies are equally important um, as much as uh, this passion. So I think learn to balance those and, and balance them with your
0: passions. Yeah, just being able to... Uh... Look out for look out for problems and opportunities will, aut- will automatically follow. And so this uh, th- this concludes our interview. Um, uh, again, I'd like to thank you, Arvin, for just uh, giving us your time here and uh, the, to give insight into your entrepreneurial journey. It was a pleasure learning about your, your many ventures. Can't even keep a track of on them one hand, right? So uh, it, again, it was a pleasure having you tonight.
1: Yeah, it was a pleasure talking to you again. Yeah, definitely. And with that, have yeah. a you're, one... you're doing something good at this age and, and continue doing more of this. Yeah,
0: thank you, thank you. appreciate it. And so with that, have a wonderful night, you all.